Hey friends, welcome to episode 386 of Good Luck High Five. That's right, you're listening to a podcast that's for you, no matter what team or reclamation your team are reclamationing in your Magic the Gathering matches. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Maria Teamer Reclamation Bartholdi. And I'm another one of your hosts, Megan, a teamer reclamation reclamation. You know, you think with the last name of reclamation, you would have seen this coming, Megan. Yeah. You know, really, I wish I in retrospect, I really regret not saying that my name is teamer, teamer reclamation reclamation. <laughs> well, basically, that's all what all of our names are after this past weekend of the players tour, where oh. how many copies out of in the top eight were teamer reclamation? Ten. Megan? 10 nine, out, of, out of 16. Nope, 10. 10. Yep. 10 out of 16. 10 out of 16. Oh, boy. But we are not going to talk standard. I'm lying. We are talking standard on today's shows, but only because we have special guest, amateur pro Greg here, to talk about his experience playing in the Players Tour this past weekend. I'm so excited. He always has such great insights on being our amateur pro and what it's like to play in these big tournaments. And this was the first tournament really of its kind, a Players Tour online, mm -hmm. completely new kind of thing. So we're going to get his info on and his backstory in playing in this big tournament and find out how he did and what he thought of playing in a whole new kind of world. That's right. And then the two of us are going to bring you some cube content because yeah. the MTG Aruna, Aruna, the MTG Aruna Cube Drift is, <laughs> is here. I know. It's finally here. Arena Cube uh, Draft is so fun. Yes, it's a really good time. So we'll talk a little bit about that in case you're looking for something else to do on Arena besides play all those mirror matches. Yeah, but before we get started, big humongous thank you to everybody who's a patron of our show over on patreon.com slash glhfmagic. Thank you times a trillion billion, everybody who supports us every single month and sticks with us and helps us keep our show on the air, coming out of your cat's mouth and into your happy place every single week, multiple times if you listen to the upkeep um, and watch our YouTube yeah. videos separately, which I, I know some people <laughs> do. So that's a lot of yeah. good luck high five content that you could get if you're if it you're really. Uh, Anybody. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. If you're anybody, because we let anybody listen, why would we not? That's right. There anybody are some haters listen. sometimes that we are like, I wish you wouldn't listen. But you know what? <laughs> Joke's on them because they're the ones spending time listening to this. That's a great point. Jokers <laughs> frequently yeah, punk themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Jokers do frequently joke themselves. <laughs> Anyways, what was I thinking about? Like, wasn't like wasn't the biggest punk on punked Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> he was like, really, wasn't he the one getting punked on punked? Really, by being on punked, wasn't punk'd? he the one being long term punked? Because like, did he Anyways. ever like have a career after punked? Anyway, <laughs> great question. Great question. Is I he don't still know. married to Demi Moore? Oh, that's right. They were married. Megan, or are they married? Figure it out. Figure I'm it gonna out. Figure it out right now. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. You keep going. Okay, because we are also your home for uh, interesting celebrity news, as you may know. We check in on Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. We check in on Nicolas Cage from time to time. So it's only yeah. fair that we also oh. check in on Austin Kutcher and Demi Moore. S speaking of, I watched Moonstruck 
um, rewatched it because <laughs> I am actually a very big fan of Moonstruck, which has young Nicolas Cage in it. Um, and it is still excellent. It is a completely absurd movie and so enjoyable. I can't Highly recommend. His, I cannot handle him in that movie, Megan. Well, it's... It's like so over the top, and I love it. Oh, anyway, I love it. <laughs> uh, he and Demi Moore are no longer together. Okay, well, I'm gonna blame Punked for that. I'm gonna blame yeah. Punked for that because you know what? I could not stay married to a host of Punked. I just couldn't do it. You know, I like I have standards. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness! There what? is. I did not know, but he, he did, he did like. Indian brown face in a commercial in 2012, apparently? Oh, come on, Ashton Kutcher. Like, what? In 2012? More like, dude, where's my brain? Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't in that, was he? Dude, where's my car? He absolutely was. Was he? I had it on VHS. Okay, you're right, he was. No, 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 you're right, Somebody gave it to me for my birthday. Okay, fair enough. Not I was recently. like not. I was like not sure for a second. <laughs> he is dudes. Where's my car? Like he's just the <laughs> embodiment of that movie. You're right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, pause on celebrity news. Get back to thank yous really quick. Uh, Card Kingdom. Oh my goodness! Hold on. Okay, what? you say this, and then I'm gonna keep telling us Ashton Kutcher. What do you got? G- nope. You go first, and then I will go. Okay. Okay. Thank you to Card Kingdom for being our amazing sponsor. You can find them at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Go get everything you want from them. They're a fantastic company. They've been behind us this whole pandemic, and they've been doing great things in the community, supporting great causes. We support Card Kingdom. You should, too. Okay, go for it. Okay, so I was going to say, apparently, a woman that he dated in 2001 was murdered. Oh, my Um, God. And he, in 2019, he testified at the trial of the person. He was, like, never a suspect, but he testified at the trial of the guy who was on trial for that murder. Whoa. Ashton Kutcher. I know, right? What a life. Also, is he, is he married to Mila Kunis right now? (laughs) I don't know. He is. He's married to Mila Kunis right now. Oh, okay. Okay. So he must that wait. And what what time did he date and married to me more while he was doing that 70s show and then he married Mila Kunis? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so he married Demi Moore in 2005 and they got divorced in 2013, which is when he started dating Mila Kunis. Oh, okay. That makes sense, but I'm asking when did he start doing that 70s show? You know what I'm saying? Oh. I assume 1 million years ago. <laughs> So, like, was it like he divorces Demi and he's like, finally, Mila, we can be together after all these years of filming that 70s show. Yes, that 70s show was on from 1998 to 2006. So he did date and marry Demi Moore, like, during the run of that 70s show and did not date Mila Kunis until much later. Oh, that's so interesting. So reigniting an old flame, perhaps. (laughs) Yes. Or someone from his life earlier. Wow, I never thought I would know this much about Ashton Kutcher ever. Me neither. (laughs) Uh, Also, he apparently is a libertarian, so. (laughs) Bummer. Of course he is. (laughs) Uh, Because of course he is. Yeah, anyways. And apparently owns guns. 
I also never thought that I would know this much about him. Well, okay. Well, we apologize, everybody, for you having to know this much that we not for also carrying this burden of knowing this much about Ashton Kutcher. Yes, not, I'm really what? sorry. I'm Here really we are. sorry. We're all in this boat together. <laughs> I'm legitimately very sorry <laughs> that we spent this time telling you about Ashton Kutcher. Let's let's keep moving. Okay. We've got a very special guest on the show today. You all know him very well. It's Amateur Pro Greg. Hi, Welcome, Megan Greg. Maria. Hi, Greg. Yay. We're so excited Hi. to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I am uh, really excited to be on, even though we can't be together in person. I am thrilled to be back on the podcast. I mean, you know, after we attempted to record this uh, call five different ways, I'm just happy it's happening. Oh, yeah. This is, <laughs> no one will get to see the ordeal we just went through. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully they'll get to hear proof that, uh, yeah. that, that it happened. Recording. That it that finally it worked. Happened. Yeah. But yeah, we wanted you to come on the show today because you just played in one of the Players Tour events this past weekend, and you could share your experiences playing in this new tournament a uh, completely new way to play in this tournament, a completely like a, a kind of restructuring of this tournament amidst, you know, the world of teamer reclamation, which was <laughs> dominant across both of these yes, players tours. It sure was. Well, yeah, I have a lot of things I can tell you about. It was a really unique magic playing experience. Um, so you may remember that I, I qualified for the pro tour a couple months ago. In fact, only a, f only a week or two before kind of the, the COVID situation really hit. I went to a Minneapolis PTQ playing Pioneer with Mono White, uh, and I, I won the event, which was yeah, that's right. super surprising. The first time you played that you had, deck, the right? the first yeah. time I ever played Pioneer. Yep, I was on the podcast talking about it. You can go back and listen. Um, and so uh, I was really bummed when they canceled the Pro Tour, uh, or at least canceled the in-person uh, player store. Um, and a little sad that they replaced it with an online event, but, uh, I was glad, you know, it wasn't just straight canceled. That would have been a lot worse. Um, and so, yeah, so, uh, yes, two days ago, I, I played in this event. I, um, got permission from my office to go into my office. And so I was sitting alone in my grad student office in an empty academic building by myself <laughs> playing were there, in a were there competitive ghosts? magic tournament. Uh, yeah, I want to know if there were ghosts. <laughs> I, I think I'm glad, you know, so uh, spoiler alert, this tournament did not go great for me. Uh, <laughs> I uh, did not win any matches of Magic. Um, so because of this, I didn't actually have to stay that long. I was only there for about the four hours it took for me to lose four matches and then leave. Um, but uh, so, you know, I think maybe if I had like day two this event and spent my entire weekend there, the ghosts would have come out. Uh, but you didn't have enough to time to get them acclimated. To support me, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, the, the ghosts would have, the ghosts of Vincent, you know, they're very bored because no one's been in their building for months. So Ugh. they probably just were watching and I didn't notice, actually. No one has talked about how, how hard this pandemic has been on ghosts <laughs> that haunt public buildings. Should we, should we ask? Ghost host? Ghost host. Oh, that's right. Ghost, ghost host. host luckily um, can haunt anywhere uh, that Good Luck High Five is being recorded or listened to. So ghost host could be haunting you right now if you're listening to this. That's yeah. right. But ghost host is a very friendly ghost. Very so don't worry ghost. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but also very concerned for all of the ghosts that, you know, just don't have people around to haunt right now. Well, yeah. don't worry, ghosts. Hopefully we'll get some nice, human, warm, fleshy bodies for you to terrorize, um, you know, very soon. soon. Very soon. And, very and soon. home ghosts are loving it because everyone's stuck it's at home. True. So it's if you're true. a ghost haunting a house, like if you have a haunted house, mm-hmm. your ghost is going crazy. It's the heyday <laughs> of home ghosts. <laughs> it's like people talk about how happy pets are because their owners are home all the time. Yeah. No one stopped to think no about one. the ghosts. No one's talking about how happy the ghosts are. It's writing this article. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, Megan and I both worked uh, coverage for these events. Um, yeah. Players Tour number two is the one mm-hmm. we were working on. We're, is that the one you were playing or were you playing that in number one? That is the one? one I was playing. I think it was okay. the best time zone for kind of people in the North American time zones. It was 9 a.m. Pacific time. So here in Minneapolis, it started at 11, which was a very reasonable time for a tournament to start. Yeah. You didn't um, want to get got, up at midnight to play? I did not really want to get up at midnight to play. No, right, fair enough. <laughs> I sense. mean, look, to be honest, my sleep schedule during quarantine is a nightmare, but it's not that much of a nightmare that I would uh, <laughs> play in that tournament. <laughs> but yeah, so I, um, you know, I, I kind of got to do the whole pro tour experience, at least leading up to the tournament. So I think you guys know my friend Andrew Ellen Bogan. He's been on the show before, former pro tour champion. Um, he and I were both qualified and we spent a lot of time testing together. Um, which was really cool. Um, you know, because I'm stuck at home without much else to do, um, I had a lot of time to test, which was cool. Um, and we played a lot of arena. I played a lot on the ladder, which I don't normally do. Um, but I got a lot of experience playing standard. It was weird that standard got shaken up by this ban, um, and by the companion change, we actually had started our first day of testing the day they announced there was going to be a change. And we'd been testing for about two hours. We see the announcement and we're like, all right, let's chat again in a week when we know what the fan is. Um, wow. I mean, but, were you a fan of these bands and this rule change? Um, I like the companion rule change. Um, I, I mean, it, it succeeded in its goal, right? Companions were pretty much totally nerfed. They were pretty much nowhere to be seen, even in standard. Um, I think... It would have been nice if there could have been a nerf that kept them playable in standard, but not. Do you think in they're not playable specifically because the change was too severe, like to keep them playable, or because they're being kept with their head held underwater by decks like Team Reclamation <laughs> and Jun Sacrifice? I, I think that spending three mana to do nothing in standard is just too big of a cost. I, think I see. Since yeah. standard is so powerful, you cannot afford three mana to do nothing. Um, yeah. I think Yorian is still playable because an like Yorian is often the last card you cast anyway, and so the difference between Yorian costing five and eight is not much. Hey, look, control decks spend three mana to do nothing all the time. That's wow. true. That's a, a great point. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Just the facts, ma'am. Just the nothing, facts. Nothing is okay. a really hot name for Teferi. <laughs> That's another thing about the uh, the the companions is if your opponent has Teferi, you can't leave your mana open anyway. So sometimes you just have mana with nothing to do with it. And yep. then you can put your companion in your hand. Yeah, I guess. But another rough thing for me is like a lot of testing was like playing blue mirrors, like Bant Ramp against Teamer Wreck or the Teamer Wreck Mirror or Soul Tie versus Bant Ramp. And these are just like 
decks that post board have like a million counter spells and i am very bad at this type of magic i like playing creatures i like tapping my mana during my own turn i like not having to think about what my opponent's thinking about, what I'm thinking about, what they're thinking about. Like, it's 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 a few too many levels sometimes. But if I think that they think what they think is uh, what I think. And, like, Andrew is very good at this type of magic, so, like, he just, like, crushed me in testing all the time, which was unfortunate. But, you know, a good... <laughs> it sure did foretell what happened to the Pro Tour, so... All right, so, okay. Greg, tell, yeah. us, tell us about... Tell us about your rounds at, at the event. Tell us so about them. We spent most of the week testing a Bant deck, um, deciding between Bant Yorian or Bant Control. We settled on Bant Control. We basically kind of figured out that there's this rock, paper, scissors thing going on among, around the top decks. We were beating Team Arec with Bant Control, though it was close. It was maybe like 55-45 favored. Team Arec was crushing Jun Sacrifice, and Jun Sacrifice was crushing Bant. And so we kind of had this like nice little rock, paper, scissors, whichever one we played. But then we settled on the fact that, hey, like Team Erect crushes Jund and it's not that bad against Bant. Like it's pretty even. And so kind of at the last minute, we audible to playing Team Reclamation, which I think was smart. I think it was. I mean, clearly it was the best deck of the tournament, uh, as you all saw if you looked at the results. Um, and I played it on the ladder. I went 8-0 on the ladder with Team Erect and I was like, Dang. Great. Like, this deck's awesome. Wow. We're going to have a great time. Um, and then the tournament did not go so great. I think I, I ran really cold. I mulliganed to five a lot. Um, I posted a tweet on my updates page of this hand I had where I just, it was turn six and my hand was just six lands, none of which were the cycling <laughs> land. And I was just like, like there's yep. nothing i can do about this what are you like, gonna do yeah there's nothing to do about that <laughs> and like you know i kept passing with six lands and just saying go and saying go with seven lands and like yeah i just had no other Greg, i gotta tell uh, you that's what i'm always hoping is going on in my control opponent's hand is like maybe they just have seven lands yeah <laughs> and usually it doesn't happen but yeah, normal. Um, that is a fantasy world I'm living in there. Yeah. I also think, you know, I, I'm not someone who plays magic on arena or online very often. And so it's a very different medium. And I think I was not practiced well enough, especially in a high pressure environment. I think I'm just more used to playing magic in person and kind of the, something there's something intangible about like how you play magic in person. And and I, I don't know, I, I think I played a lot worse online. And I think oh, I understand that 100 percent. It, it yeah. feels like a video game, right? So you're yeah. not putting as much time, like honestly, because of the rope, but also just, you know, that's a problem I have all the time. I'm getting distracted by things is it my cats or my phone or whatever. Yeah, I'm, that's not going to happen in a normal tournament paper magic setting, stuff like that. I've been distracted yeah. by my cat so many times in a paper magic event. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just remembering she exists. <laughs> just like thinking. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, my cat. <laughs> oh, I forgot to play a land this turn. <laughs> Whoops. The other thing about an online tournament, it it was kind of boring. Like, wow. yeah. I was like sitting in my office just by myself and like you don't get to meet or chat with your opponents. Like you, there's no conversation. You just like click on their name and then you play a game online and all my games finished quickly because I got crushed. And then I would just like sit in my office by myself for 45 minutes waiting for the next round to happen. And then 
And like normally if you're at a magic tournament, there's all this stuff going on and you can watch your friends and you can meet people and you can like walk around and see the artists and like check <laughs> in, in with all the people, you know, and go bug Megan and Maria at the coverage desk. And, I was going to say in Maria's you know. case, there's so many chicken fingers to eat from the concession oh, stand. Yes. People hate convention center food, but I love it. You get the chicken tenders, you get the fries, you dump even more salt on it than it already has, and you wait for your slow demise. (laughs) 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 Or fast, in this case, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's totally true, right? I do want to say, for the record, I mean, I think a lot, there's been a lot of talk in the last day on Magic Twitter about, like, whether or not this counts as, like, a real pro tour. And, you know, I'm saying these things of, like, it didn't feel real for me because the things I enjoy about a Pro Tour weren't mm-hmm. there. But as far as, like, competitiveness and and the skill that it takes to win, it was absolutely the level of a real tournament. And, I mean, clearly, I, <laughs> I, clearly, I think And clearly you're I not tooting your own horn when you say that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it was, you know, um, and I think, you know, some people have taken to online and saying, like, oh, like this result doesn't really count as a pro tour and those people are just wrong and being rude on the internet. Um, what? Rude on the internet? I know. Magic right? players? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There was Never. this discord. It was so like the discord for the event. People were just like, we were there chatting in it. Oh, you were in it. Okay. Yeah. yeah it was, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't there for long cause I, Oh, tell us about it. Months, but <laughs> tell us about your experience. People were just, like, kind of dissing the event and, and, like, chatting, like, with their friends in the public Discord. And, I don't know, it was just, like, kind of, like, I I wanted it to, like, feel a little more, like, formal and official than it did. It was just kind of, like... Yeah. I did not see that, actually. That's funny. Shattering. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, hopefully this won't be the norm much longer. Treat this with dignity and respect. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what a lot of people wanted it to be treated like a pro tour. And in a lot of ways it was, and in a lot of ways it wasn't. Well, so. what about it being treated like a player's tour? Because the player's oh, tours sure. are not I, really I, the pro tour, that, right? That's what I mean. Sorry, I, I've been using the words pro tour and player's tour interchangeably. But but I, I mean player's tour. Um, I yeah. think that the player's tour and the pro tour... I, this is honestly my first players tour I've played in. I've I've played in the Pro Tour three times. Well, okay, I played on the Pro Tour twice, the Mythic in, Mythic Championship once, and now the Players Tour once because they've changed <laughs> the name many times. Uh, yeah, but but from what I've heard, the Players Tour and Pro Tour have a very similar feel. To them. Um, yes, yeah, so. I I think so. It's just a smaller number of people than you would yeah, get at a pro tour yeah i guess the pro tours i played in had like 400 ish and this had like 250 ish which is uh, a difference but i mean it's still <laughs> really hard to top eight or win an oh absolutely absolutely it is yeah um, lots of big name players in these events and oh yeah i don't know if how you like okay f- from a lot of people the takeaway from watching these is team of reclamation right there was yeah. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten copies across two top eights, and yeah. it took down both of them. Um, yeah. As somebody testing for it, I couldn't help but think that I would just be completely, like, kind of like devastated. Like, I don't want to play any of these things. And I know some pros just suck it up and they say, play the des- best deck, who cares? But 
as far as I know, like me playing that kind of deck, I'm just going to lose. Like I'm not good at playing magic like that. And I'm just kind of really sad that there wasn't a super viable alternative. Like there was mono green stomping, which did okay. Like Cedric went 10 and five with it or whatever, but like it didn't top eight. I, you know, I just, we were expecting, (sighs) or I was expecting a, a mystery deck. And, and we couldn't find it. You know, we talked about some other decks and, and we were expecting some group of pros to put their minds together and figure out a deck that beat Team of Reclamation. Usually when there's a best deck, that's the case. But it just didn't happen. It's it just all the pros, either they didn't test as hard because it's an online tournament or more likely they tried and failed to find a deck that consistently beats Team of Rec. Um, because and it's not you can beat when, you can beat Team of Reclamation, right? You just play super aggressively, but you can't beat Jun Sacrifice with the same kind of yeah, deck. Yeah, yeah, and like uh, Team of Reclamation has game against the aggressive decks too. Like, yeah, it's not, it does. You know, it's it's, it's not, not like as a lopsided. given win. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not surprising. I mean, before the companion ban, Team of Rec was one of the best decks, and it was the only one that didn't get changed. Or sorry, I shouldn't say companion ban. The companion nerf. And it was the only one that didn't get changed. And so unsurprisingly, yeah. it's it's still at the top of the <laughs> top of the uh, heap. Yeah. So well, like you... next weekend. Oh, sorry. Oh. Go ahead, Megan. I was just going to ask, like, what you played against in your four rounds. I played against um, uh, the Team of Reclamation Mirror. Uh, I played against Jun Sacrifice. I played against Mono Red Aggro. Uh, and then in my fourth match, I played against Selesnia Auras. A death yes! after your own heart, Maria. <laughs> Greg, there was only two people playing that deck in that tournament. And Greg well, Greg lost to I one lost of them in the O three bracket. O three bracket. So it was a close yeah, no, match. It did not, like, did not do uh, good. Was, yeah, no, I yeah. But uh that was well, that you was had deck diversity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like in I did in the first three rounds play against the three top decks, which were Team Erect Unsack, Mono Red. So that was not surprising. Yeah. Uh, I feel like were there like Bant Ramp? I feel like there was more Bant Ramp than Bant, Mono Red, Bant, maybe. If, yes, yeah, I think Bant Bant, Bant, I think Red was Soul like number Ram. five or something like okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, losing to the Auras deck was was kind of shameful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was what I that was what uh, I called it quits. I wasn't actually eliminated. I could have gone five and zero oh and made the day two, but I. <laughs> You just couldn't. It, it was it was time to call it quits. Your <laughs> respect like, was I'm just done. like no. And because what you so, don't want is to then like win four in a row and then lose your last. Yeah, oh, yeah and God, as no. I said, I wasn't having that much fun. I mean, it was helping. Yeah. It was hurting that yeah. I wasn't winning. But I think I was just kind of bored sitting by myself and yeah. the things that I normally enjoy about being in a magic tournament, being with friends, being in a cool place. You know, being able to, like, drop and go play a fun side event at the Magic Fest, like, none of those were options. Um, yeah. Which was disappointing. Well, Greg, you know what? You might have come in dead last yeah. in this player's tour, but you are first in our hearts. And well, thank you know you. what? My we, mom always said, never do yet. anything halfway, but... <laughs> Yeah, we didn't say this yet, but I did come in literal last place, which means there were about 10 people who didn't win a match, but I had the worst tiebreakers. Like, I know my second yeah. round opponent, who I like is a friend of a friend. I know who they are. And uh, I know that they went one and five in the tournament and yep. I was their only win. Yep. Uh, and then like, <laughs> and my you went- first round opponent I saw was like two and five also. And so, yeah. Well, as but soon as honestly, you, as soon as you lost, honor. like... 
Like, like, how many people are there out there that can say <laughs> that they came in literal last place at a player's store? I Not mean, many. as I'm few in, as in... can say that they won one. <laughs> exactly. Yep. If you think about it, they are an equal honor because there is yeah, only one per event. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say, they, like, yeah. they cemented you as dead last as soon as you lost to the Celestia Auras deck. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> shipping to the bottom. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I'm really curious so, to find out what happens next weekend. Like, if people f- like go all in on trying to beat Team Rec, or if everyone just like, nah, join them, man. We're gonna play it. Mm-hmm. Or if like, there's just like no way that doing that's a good game plan because of the existence of Jun Sacrifice, which requires a kind of a different deck to beat it than the straight up aggressive deck, which will be Team Reclamation. Yeah, I am predicting you will see a lot of if you can't beat them, join them next weekend and Gross. i think there's going to be a lot of team of reclamation mirrors you're, Rick, you're making you maria so sad because when she was like i wonder what she was saying was i hope she was like yeah. I, yeah. I hope but i well, hope there well, are a lot of smart magic players out there who might figure something out so maybe. I, there's you can continue hoping i think i did really enjoy watching there was like the big mono green deck the mono green stompy deck that some people were that on fun. that did yeah. like okay yeah. No, that deck is pretty sweet and, and pretty mm-hmm. niche. I mean, you know. I was asking I would not Reed about it. Who was, a, who was the expert? Uh, Reed Dick was the expert when I was on um, the host desk. And I was like, I have not been winning with this mono green deck. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And he said, you have to mulligan extremely aggressively with it. To have a really okay. busted opening hand if you can, because <laughs> that's the way that it wins. And if its opening hand is like kind of medium, it's probably not going to win. Yeah. Well, all right. Reed Duke was rocking a Selesnia shirt on coverage. I was very was. happy to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your Selesnia brethren, Greg? Yeah. I didn't know he was a member of the fellow member of the Conclave. But, uh... <laughs> you all can go well, plant Greg, some trees together. Yeah. I, I, I I'm sorry too. your tournament didn't go very good. It's um, okay. If I, if yeah. I could, you know, I, I am very happy with my results at my in-person Pro Tours and Mythic Championships I've been to. And if there's one that I had to bomb, I'm glad it was the online one. And I'm, I was really excited to play on the Pro Tour again and and get to do this. And and in a way that, you know, got canceled and I'm sad about it, but hopefully this won't be my last chance. And hopefully I'll, I'll, you know, whenever Pro Magic returns uh, in in person, whenever Grand Prix and Magic Fests and Player Stores continue, hopefully they will. um, I will definitely try and make that a part of my life again and so well as I know, always greg you do not actions. have a last place attitude yes you well, have a first place <laughs> attitude <laughs> yeah you know a bunch of my friends missed day two also but i got to go home at three o'clock and have a lovely evening uh chatting with some friends over zoom and uh day drinking because you know i came in last place uh where everyone else was stressed playing magic yeah. Until 9 or 10 p.m. So, you know, I there you in, go. in a way, is better to get out early than have to, like, have the disappointment of being close and then missing it. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually true. I don't I don't think I agree with anything I said. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a fun Saturday, so. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, maybe that's true. Or maybe all of what he just said was a lie, but... <laughs> Hey, Greg, where can yeah. people find you on the internet if they want to follow your uh, yeah. antics? 
Yeah, good. So I'm on Twitter at Neverbole. That's N-E-V-E-R-B-O-L-E. Um, and I tweet about magic tournaments and give results and retweet some good luck high five stuff. And so, you know, if you don't want to follow them, but follow me, then you're silly. You should follow them and follow me. But you should follow me. You heard it. If you don't want to follow good luck high yeah. five, go follow Greg. <laughs> Um, and I, I think um, as we're winding down, I just wanted to maybe mention on air. Um, so I know I've, I've talked with you about this, but um, I am graduating grad school in a couple months. Um, and after that, I am very sadly moving out of Minneapolis. Um, I'm, I, I mean, got, you say sadly, but I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I got a really exciting job in New York City that gets to use my degree in a way I'm, I'm really excited about. And New so, York City? Yeah, so I'm going to be moving to the big city. And so uh, it might mean that this is one of my last appearances on Good Luck High oh, Five, wow. at least for the foreseeable future. I'll be back in Minneapolis to visit. So, you know, maybe you can have me on again. Um, but I just wanted to say... To both of you, especially, thank you so much for all the times I've been able to be on the podcast. It's been such a fun part to be a part of this family and all the times I streamed with you guys. And it's just like, it's been super fun. And for all the audience people who have listened to me, thank you so much and followed me on Twitter or said hi at Magic Fests and things like that. I really appreciate you all. And uh, as I said, I'll, I'll still be going to Magic Fest once they start up again. So, you know, don't be a stranger, even if I'm not appearing on the podcast quite as much because I moved away. So yeah, this is, uh, I, I literally wouldn't trade my good luck high five experience for the world. It's been so Aww. fun. So, thank you. Thank Greg. you so much, Greg. We will never have another amateur pro. Never. Aww, thank you. No, you are, uh, <laughs> you are it. our amateur You're pro. You're the amateur <laughs> pro. What are you going to be doing? Um, so I, uh, I accepted a job at the National Museum of Mathematics. <gasps> what? In New I'm York so City. jealous. That's really cool. I, yeah. So if you think like a like a kids science museum, um, it's kind of like that, except it's math focused instead of science focused. Um, and I am going to be so I'm getting my degree in mathematics, and I'll, I'll be one of the senior mathematicians on staff. Greg, I just learned all and about developing content and things like that, and so. I've yeah. just learned all about Fermat's last theorem, Greg. So really? I'm really excited about math, even though, you know, I'm like notoriously very bad at it. But I had a great time learning yeah. about that in other areas of math that, you know, kids don't a lot of times get taught in school, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's I mean, that's what my job will be all about is it's mostly like kids and families come and we talk to them about really fun and interesting math. Oh, that they my don't gosh. Get exposed to that's so cool. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, if you are in New York and you know of some good magic stores or commander nights or draft nights, hit me up on Twitter and let me know. Uh, I'll definitely be looking for things like that. Um, and uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And Greg. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll miss seeing you guys at tournaments, but I guess when we travel, we'll still see each other. Yeah, so. we will. That's we a will. nice part of the magic family is even though I'm moving away. I'll still get to see most of my magic friends. So. Here, let's do a three-way high five right now. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, that was hard, you guys. Sorry, yeah, I was very hard. enthusiastic about it. I was kind of aggressive. <laughs> Cube on Arena with Draft. Oh, I have to say, as soon as it came online, I dropped 
every other type of magic I was playing. Oh, and yeah. only started playing cube um, because I love cube draft. It's so fun. I'm so excited that it's finally come to arena. We used to have we had cube sealed on arena a little bit earlier. Was it this year already? Yeah. Was yes. It? Yes. Yes. Um, it was. Who knows? It Time was is 10 years ago, but also earlier this year. Earlier this year, though, to be fair, was 10 years ago. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I have um, already yeah. drafted cube three. I'm on my third one. Ooh. Um, and I'm currently really, really kicking some butt with, awesome. my, third, with my third deck. Um, my first one also really tore it up. So in the show notes, we're going to put a link to all of the cards that are in cube. So you can check it out. And if you yes. haven't had a chance to play yet, you can look through just at least what cards are in there. Because the idea behind cube is it is super, super powerful cards. And Arena's got a lot of those, despite the fact that it's only been around mm-hmm. for a little bit. They've added some more powerful cards into Arena that haven't been released in recent standard sets just for That's cube. Right. And um, you can basically draft whatever kind of strategy you want generally in cubes. There are a few. Yeah. that are like oh there's usually a mono red deck there's usually a white weenie deck that kind of thing but um you can like there's usually really good mana fixing so you mm-hmm. can kind of just go nuts oh so so my right now i'm playing a golgari deck okay um with gitrog monster yes. is one of my favorite parts of it Oh, like what a what a big frog. Um, Mending of Dominaria, which is like a great pairing (laughs) because uh, you can play extra lands with Gitrog and then like you sacrifice lands for Gitrog. But then Mending of Dominaria gets all the lands back from your graveyard in its final chapter. It's just like it's just really oh, it's just some solid stuff. Eldest Reborn is in this cube um, and I've drafted it every time it has come across my draft screen. Because that card is so good. Oh, it's um, excellent. Still is excellent. Has always been excellent. Uh, drafted. Yes. Dude, what were you, do you remember what your other two decks were? So you played green, black, get raw. Yes. So my first deck was like a top end heavy blue, black deck. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ob- like, obviously, obviously. Like, of course it was. Um, I'm trying to think of what were some of the best cards that I had on the top end. I had like, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Dream Eater. Uh, I did have Dream Eater. I knew that is it. correct. I, I had it. Dream Eater. I had Thassa's Intervention. Um, I want to say I had the six mana Eugene in that deck. Oh, I love that Eugene. Yeah, exactly. It is super important. That deck did really well because I had Golden Demise. Like, you need to have a lot of early removal and interaction if you're playing Control. Yeah, there's um, a lot because of good there cards are that are aggro decks. Yeah, there are aggro decks, and there are lots of cards that are extremely good but are cheap. Yeah, exactly. So make sure that you have a plan. Lots of removal. Um, and if you're aggro, watch out because I like definitely ruined some people's game plans by just being like, well, this card is an easy four for one. Yeah, there is a lot of excellent like board sweepers um, and cards of similar effects like that running mm-hmm. around the cube. Like I saw I saw Realm Cloak Giant um, is in the is in there. Shatter the oh, Sky yes. is in there. You name it, it's yep. probably in there. Um, Settle the Wreckage is in there. Settle the Wreckage, uh, my most hated one of all yes. time. Ritual of Soot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is there is a whole lot. Uh, one of the best blue cards that you can possibly draft is Disdainful Stroke also. Oh, Because yeah. there are a lot of very high-powered, expensive spells. If you can counter them for two mana, you're going to really be living, living your best life out there. 
Okay, so we've got blue, black, uh, high top end. We've got green, black, Gitrog. What was your third deck? I think my third deck was also, was basically like a blue white with a lot of mass removal. Wow, just 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 become the monster. <laughs> yeah, exa- I mean, like, look, I really full it. Like at that one, I did have settle the wreckage. I had uh, I had the realm cloak giant. I think I even had like I had a time wipe. Great. Um, I really that one was a lot. That was a lot of sweepers, and it was a really good time. <laughs> I've only had the chance to draft this once, but uh, the deck that I built was I'm going to call it Captain Sisse Legendaries. Um, yeah which is a great card that they put into cube, which is uh, she costs four mana and you can just tap her. She's a two, two and you can go get a legendary card from your deck and put it into your hand. So wow. <laughs> and there are from Dominaria, like a lot of those um, legendary sorceries. Yep. Like I've, uh, I was playing a deck that had Karn's temporal mastery. Great. And um, Yogmoth's vile offering. offering mm-hmm. And Urza's ruinous blast. Oh, Beautiful. Beautiful. And it was it was really excellent. <laughs> you know, I I mean, just the power level of the cards themselves coming around, like what was in my deck, like stupid stuff, like Carnage Tyrant, like uh, uh, Zatulpa, mm-hmm. Primal Dawn, like unbeatable cards like that. Yes. I say unbeatable, though. I will say that there are there is stuff like Icy Manipulator in the deck, mm-hmm. um, which can deal with Zatulpa or whatever in the deck, in the in the in the cube. Um, yeah. And and it's worth it to splash like in this in this green black deck. I'm splashing Ariel uh, Ariel Knight of Windgrace. Oh sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Conclave Tribunal, like especially removal because it is so easy. Just like pick up those lands. Yes, Skits is in the set. Oh Skits, we love you, Skittering Surveyor. Yeah, yeah, oh, and I that's forgot- a. Yeah, skits. It's a good point, though, to tell people to draft lands and stuff because mm-hmm. rem- you've got to prioritize them. You really do if you're going to want to run anything more than two colors. And when yeah. every time you pick a land, you are um, ensuring that more of your draft picks end up in your final deck, thus making it more powerful than a lot of other people, even though cube quality, card quality is pretty high. So you will end up putting most of your picks in your deck on like a normal draft. Um, yeah. I still think it's really important. I would, I take it above anything, like, I'll take a land um, above, like, a middle of the pack pick. Yeah, absolutely. Like, a, a medium pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I, my first deck also had Patient Rebuilding, which I feel like maybe a lot of people just didn't play with back when it came out, and uh, that was in I don't Corset remember it. 19. Uh, so, three blue blue for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, target opponent puts the top three cards of their library into your graveyard. Then you draw a card for each land card put into that graveyard this way. Okay. And, like, you just draw so many cards. Oh, that's right. And so many people were like, this is going to be fine. And it's like, it's not going to no, be fine. No, it was so good. I, I remember I played that at that pre-release. Yes. And the card is busted. And it was super busted. I was like, it's oh, I'm putting really this in here for just absurdly good. But it was like... It was so, so good. Okay, yeah. awesome. Patient rebuilding. So I would say, yeah, like one important takeaway from Cube is that like if a card isn't like busted levels good, then you better be hyper aggro. Yeah, I agree with you. You don't want to be like playing. Like it's one or the other. Yeah. Middling stuff. Like sometimes in Cube, I'll be the first to admit I have uh, drafted a green, white, fair deck. It usually does not win. Exactly. Like like fair middle of the road stuff not where you want to be you need to be like surviving until you hit a really busted top end or trying to get them dead in like four turns yeah i agree 
Um, but I've been having an absolute blast. Even just in that one draft I did, I was so excited to play it. I put my deck together. I'm like, this is awesome. I hope it can actually yeah. work. And I've got two wins so far to my name. And I'm just like, let's go. I mean, like right now yeah. I'm like, you know, you know, let's get the podcast or what so we can so we can play. I know. Like I'm I'm thinking about like, oh, that green black deck right now. <laughs> I'm currently sitting at four. I think with it. Yes. And I just want, like I'm can it go the whole way. My first one, I think, went 7-2. My second one, I went, like, something like 4-3 or 5-3 or something like that. So, oh. And, again, it's just, like, yeah, as long as you're trying to do busted things, um, that's one thing I've certainly noticed. I think that because a lot of players have gotten into Arena as kind of one of their first ways into Magic, Mm -hmm. uh, which is obviously super great. Like, we want more people playing Magic. We love people playing Magic. Um, but they don't have cube experience, and so they're tr- they're tending to pick cards that they're just like maybe they've seen it in standard or they remember like a deck that it's been in yeah. recently. But because they're not familiar, like if you are if you go into this knowing um, that you need to like prioritize removal and lands and busted stuff, I think you're going to be able to be pretty successful at least right now while there's still a bit of a learning curve out there. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and if you find yourself feeling a little overwhelmed with it, there's plenty of videos from people drafting this cube already, and I'm sure it will come back in short order on Arena. It's not just a mm-hmm. one-and-done kind of thing. People <laughs> love these sorts of things, and you can yep. get some tips from them. But I think th- that is a great starting point for people, what you said there, Megan. Um, and once you kind of like get over the like tiny little learning hump, you're going to be like, this is the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Well, everybody, that's this week's episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much to Amateur Pro Greg for hanging out with us and all of you for hanging out with us every single week. We couldn't do it without you because otherwise we'd just be talking to each other. And that's the worst. (laughs) Wow. I need to go sit with that for a second, I guess. I know what I'm going to be thinking about the rest of today. (laughs) Well, no, seriously, (laughs) Um, I'm going to be thinking about how literally how appreciative I am um, of our patrons, which I always think about very honestly. Yeah, for sure. um, Because it always uh, boggles my mind that people are supporting the show and we so appreciate it. And we're so glad that it brings you something and that you are willing to contribute to us being able to bring you the show. Yeah, if you want, you can become a patron over on patreon.com slash glhfmagic. And we mentioned it at the top of the show, you know, you don't have to become a patron, right? If you can't, it's completely free and it always will be. But there's a bunch of people who are like, hey, um, I believe in this and I have the extra money to be able to support the show. And so I do. So thank you to all those people who have chosen to become the supporters of the the show. Um, It really means a lot to us. And you're doing great work, too, for people who are like, I wish I could, but I can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Uh, And, you know, thank you also to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, a really lovely, wonderful set of people. And, you know, we'll catch you on the flip side of a pancake. (laughs) I'm going to go eat a pancake. I was just thinking about flip sides, the crackers. Do you ever eat those? Oh, I don't really like those. (gasps) Because aren't they pretzel on one side? Yes. They're like, I can't stop eating them if I start. No. That's not my thing. (gasps) All right, everyone, the podcast is over. (laughs) This, who knew this would be the straw?
Flip side crackers. Flip side crackers. Well, Call us if you want to be a sponsor. Flip side crackers. <laughs>